This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You sober up? You're not sober? You steal drunk? I've got a patriotic hangover. Yeah. <laughs> a what? A red, white, and blue hangover. Oh, Does so your glorious. Hurt? Watching it with my old man, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> oh, man. Did you take your Tylenol this morning? Oh, no, no, no. I was fine. Yeah, but, sure you were. Oh, just yeah, you looked fine in. yesterday when you tweeted me that, that picture of you two together. Your old man looked fine. You, on the other hand, sure. Oh, stop it. That was like 12.30, 1 o'clock. It was 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and he's... Day drinking with Dad. Yeah, well, yeah, because, I mean, yeah. Now that's, that's not true. We can't well. spread lies. This is KTSA. <laughs> yeah. All right? So that's not true. All right, so you, weren't, you were not consuming alcoholic beverages with your dad. <laughs> no, we had Bush's chicken. <laughs> he likes his fried chicken. Well, that'll get you high, too, man. Yeah. I've had some Bush's right. chicken. It doesn't turn me on a bunch. That's we, good we stuff. Have, we, we, we have to celebrate today. It's Jimmy T's birthday. Today. No, it's not. Yeah. It's the 5-0 today. He's a big 50. Yeah, yesterday was a big, big day. Good. Yeah. Say win. I turned fifty today. Oh man! Blessed yeah. to have my parents with me. Yeah, so that's can't awesome. Complain. No, I'm, I'm kidding about all the drinking because you certainly didn't do that. But it was great to see you and your dad together oh. watching uh, USA beat Iran. You know who was happier than you were? Who the protesters in Iran? Did you see them? No, I haven't seen that. Awesome. Oh, my God. They took to the streets, and they're carrying the flag of the United States, and they're ch- in, in Iran, they're cheering, USA, USA, USA. Nothing says I don't love my government than rooting for another country. Seriously, the one that just beat you. Yep. And then, see, that's the thing about this soccer stuff, man. It's the country. It's not just a team. Like, if the Cowboys win, it's the Cowboys win. Although we call them America's team. Nah, they're not. You know, they're Cowboys. So, whatever. Dolphins win, and the Dolphins win. But when the soccer team wins, the country wins. And that's what happened yesterday. And, yeah, I mean, people in Iran. This is the deal, folks. This is what we've been talking about. The people in Iran... They were the ones that were cheering more about USA, USA. You see, here's the deal. They're tired of living under repression. And just like over in China, and China doubled down yesterday. I'm going to tell you more about that. But this is the greatest signal to all of us who believe in liberty and freedom in our own country. Wake the hell up. Wake up. Pay attention to what's going on around the world. The people that have lived under these repressive, oppressive regimes. Which do you prefer, repressive or oppressive? I don't care. These authoritarian, Nazi, you know, kind of regimes around the world that just, you know, suppress the people. Um, Look, they're all sick and tired of it, and they have no way of fighting back because they've given up their guns. For, For those of you who know liberals who think, you know, we're not going to be safe when you... When we make the rest of the world like all the schools, when we make the rest of the country a gun-free zone, it's going to be safe. Because that's how it works. That's, that's pretty logical, isn't it? 
Yeah, what's going to keep the rest of us safe is if all of us give our guns up, except for the bad guys. All the good guys give your guns up. The bad guys get to keep theirs. That's going to keep us safe. But anyway, so they are screaming in China. They're screaming in Iran, America, America, America. <laughs> and we're screaming, China, China, we want to be like the Chinese. What are you talking about? Just look around the world at what's going on. And in Iran, 600 protesters, 60 children, dead, 30,000 arrested in just the past couple of months because of this revolution that they're trying to bring about. They're trying to bring about a revolution. Joe won't help them. Our government will not help them at all. The same thing is going on in China. Meanwhile, today back home, uh, the Congress is going to pass, and they will pass, this law that's going to force these rail unions to accept the deal. They passed the Railway Labor Act in 1926, which basically said Congress has the power, power, you know, Congress passed this power for themselves. Congress has the power to step in and impose terms to avert a strike, and that's what they're going to do today. The rail system... Check this out. Moving cargo equivalent to that of 467,000 long-haul trucks every day. They transport hazardous chemicals, fertilizers, apparel, household and perishable goods. The trucking industry, well, it's already shorthanded. They lack about 80,000 drivers in the trucking industry. So there's no other shipping options here. If the railways shut down after December 9th, it's about $2 billion a day that's going to be lost at about uh, 750,000 jobs that are going to be lost. A lot of businesses are going to be shut down because they can't get the goods that they have to get to be able to sell. Shutting down a single train hauling 100 UPS containers would keep 200,000 packages from getting to customers' doorsteps. 30% of U.S. cargo shipments by weight are moved by rail. And then you got 7 million passengers a day on like Amtrak and commuter rail and all that kind of stuff. So, the government's going to step in, or the Congress is going to step in, and basically not nationalize the railways and rail, but I mean they're headed that way. Eventually, they'll get there where they're going to nationalize them, and they'll control them, and they'll be in charge of it. This is one step. Railroad workers United Treasurer Hugh Sawyer said yesterday, Joe Biden blew it. He had the opportunity. The Brotherhood of Maintenance of Ways Employees Division, deeply disappointed with Biden's decision to appeal to Congress to force the agreement. Joe Biden basically has been silent on it. Corrine Jean-Pierre lied to America. I know, that's shocking. She said that Joe Biden's been personally involved in it. Then Joe Biden said, I haven't been personally involved. I have no idea. I don't know know what's going on. Well, we know that, Joe. He was busy peering through the window, looking at girls taking selfies. Oh, you'll see that online if you want to look it up. I just love how Elon Musk was placed on planet Earth to trigger the left. I love it. I love how he's just taken that on as his mission to trigger the left. Because it's so easy to trigger the left, by the way. I, I do it every day, and I just, it's so easy. It's, it's an easy little game. And Elon does it every day. Being genuine, by the way. Just just live who you are. And, and if you're a conservative, if you believe in freedom, if you believe in liberty, if you believe in God, oh, my God. If you believe in God, the left goes nuts on you, man. You believe in Jesus? You, you say the word Jesus publicly? Oh, 
bad. And apparently if you drink Diet Coke, the <laughs> apparently if you drink Diet Coke, the left is going to go crazy on you. Elon posted a picture to Twitter yesterday. I meant to bring this up. And it's a picture of his nightstand at home. Oh, man, does he have everything in here that, that is triggering to the left? And they, they did. They lost their, their collective minds yesterday. So on his nightstand at home, there are four empty Diet Coke cans. <laughs> four. There is a really nice looking. I haven't looked close enough to see what. Is that a 350? It might be a 357. I got to look a little. But a large caliber revolver <laughs> on the nightstand, which is, by the way, what you want on your nightstand. I won't tell you what I have on mine, but I got, well, I have several. But anyway, this is a large caliber revolver on his nightstand and and that iconic painting of George Washington crossing the Delaware. <laughs> and they, the left, the, the Democrats in this country responded just like you thought they were. The richest man on earth is a blanking trailer park simpleton, they said. I mean, they literally had a meltdown. Now, I don't know what you did with your life yesterday right like jimmy watched soccer all right i had several things that i had to do yesterday that i had to take care of business wise and then my personal business i had to take care of we had travel company business that nancy and i were taking care of yesterday and i had some work around the house and let me see what else did i oh i read i I do a lot of research for the show so I'm involved in reading this book by Matt Walsh right now and a couple of other guys. I got I got three books going. So that, that was basically my day yesterday. I did not stop one time to try to find out what is on, say, Chuck Schumer's nightstand or Alyssa Milano's nightstand or Jim Carrey's nightstand because you know what? I really don't care. Even if I were to find out, if they were to tweet what's on their nightstand, I wouldn't care. <laughs> it's their nightstand. They could have anything they want. It would literally take me about less than half a second to see it and then scroll past it and not even pay any attention to it but liberals they can't do that you see so they actually obsessed over elon musk's nightstand yesterday with the diet coke and the high caliber uh, revolver and the painting of george washington crossing the delaware that's why they're all nutjobs. That's why I refer to them as nutjobs. That's another prime example of why. Besides the whole transgender nonsense, when we have stories about that, the other nonsense that liberals in this country support, that's a prime example of it right there. Back in a minute, 210-599-5555, Trey Ware, KTSA. This is Dr. Mark Haverford. Okay, so Trey Ware and Don Morgan having a conversation in the year... 2061. Hey, Don. How you doing? You doing I probably wouldn't be able to hear you. That's the problem. Hey, Don. You doing alright? What? You doing alright, I just noticed in the news here, Don, that they're finally wrapping up the, uh, they're getting ready to wrap up the I-35 corridor work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I remember, I remember when they started that way back in uh, 2020. You and I were doing that show in KTSA. Here we are in 2061. They're finally getting finished with it. <laughs> finally. Aren't you happy? Yeah, just in time for everybody to have a flying car. 
Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> or be too old to care. Yeah. It's like, because, see, the thing is, they're building these roads for people who don't drive and won't drive. The younger generations don't want to drive. They want to ride. <laughs> they want to they, they call an Uber. They want somebody else to drive them somewhere. So you spent how long stopped on IH35 this morning? About half an hour. Well, half 20, an hour. Like 23 minutes. I was sitting there waiting for construction crews to clear some things up. So. Thank God. I mean, they're, they're doing it at the right time of day. Yeah, that's true. You know, true. we would actually be really complaining if oh, this was going yeah, on this were, at 7 a.m. You know, yeah, if this if this 7 a.m., we I'd probably still be waiting. Right, but, uh, right. I mean, it was... In in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't a huge deal. No, you know, but uh, I wasn't expecting to to sit there for that long. It inconveniences so. far fewer people by them doing it in the middle of the night like that. So, right. thank you, Text Dot, for doing it the way you're doing it, for doing it in the middle of the night like that. Yeah, it looks like they're making some really good progress. I think what they're doing right now, I've been following it over there on their website. I think what they're doing right now is putting those massive boring holes for the sides. Yeah, you can see the them in uh, in the live oak area. Yes. See where they're drilling these holes on the side of the highway. And what they're doing is they're filling it up with concrete because they're going to double deck all of that. Yep. Just like they have in Austin. Yep. When you drive through there, all of that from here, basically all the way up to 3009, is going to be double decked. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a pretty cool deal. Uh, I, you know, I've been in favor of that for a really long time because mm-hmm. they can't go out sideways because, right. well, like we're here. So what will they do with us, you know? <laughs> but so they're going up. And I don't know that double deck is by the time they get done with it. I don't know double decks could be enough. They might try third. Right? They better. They better be planning yep. for a third. Oh hell! Just put some zip lines up there. Come on. Um, <laughs> just zip don't line tempt home. me. Have you Have you ever done that? <laughs> uh, it was a while ago. Yeah. I love that feeling. I it's love fun. it. It's a lot of. I did it uh, up at uh, Natural Bridge Caverns yeah. one time. I did it up there. Uh, I don't. I don't know if they still have the zip line there or not. But I was attempting when I was on vacation in October. There is a zip line that goes across a waterfall. Yeah. In, in New Brunswick, Canada. Yes. And uh, by the time I got there, it had closed, so I wasn't able to do it. But I was well, looking forward. to Let it. me tell you about a couple of them first, okay? okay? Because these are these are just fantastic. It doesn't want you did in the nude because that was just. You know, I, no, 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 no. That was at a, that was at a different place. Right. That, that was down at a resort in Mexico. But who? <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting time. The yeah, canopy but, looks so different. It, does, it really does. Whew. No, this was. Uh, there's several. There's one in Labadee. Hang on, Jimmy. Don't go anywhere. There's one in Labadee, Haiti, that uh, Royal Caribbean sails to. And I'm telling you guys, you get in a Jeep, you go up the side of this mountain for, like, days you're driving, right? Mm-hmm. And you get on a on a zip line and you come down this mountain. I don't know how many miles long the zip line is, but miles and miles and miles. And then it takes you out over the ocean. And you're oh, wow. zip lining over the ocean. That's and cool. And then you come stop down right. where they serve you, like, every drink in the world. Like, here, you want some tequila? Here, you want some whiskey? <laughs> yep. You know, whatever. You should give me that before. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, well, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, then there's on, on these ships now. They've got zip lines on these ships that you zip line front to back. F- yeah, you you zip line over this park, this gigantic park, and you're you're on the sixteenth, seventeenth deck, and you're looking down, and there's people walking. You look down, and there's nothing between you and your feet. Yeah, but people walking around and stuff. They're building a ship now that's coming out next year. We're going to do a, no twenty twenty four. We're going to do a group on that called the Icon. And you're walking out on the side. There's a walkway. you got a harness on. But you're walking out over the ocean, out to the side of the ship. And then the, the walkway you're on falls away. 
and you look down and you're, it's ocean. <laughs> they don't give you any warning. They no, just pull the switch. It, just, it just goes away. Oh, man, that's you, cool. I mean, you're harnessed, right. but you're walking along, and then the, the, it goes away. Man. The other one, hope of course. I hope you don't have to pee before you get on there. I know. Well, because you're going yeah, to. It'll happen. That's it's, why they dropped the. <laughs> that's right. And the other one, Ralph and I did several times, is Fremont Street in oh, Las Vegas. Vegas. I was going to ask you about that. That is unbelievable, man, because it starts at one end of Fremont Street, which is downtown, and it goes all the way down. And you can do it one of two ways. <laughs> you can sit Superman or Superman. <laughs> yes. And I always Superman it. Yeah, that's the way to go. And I remember the first time Ralph and I did it. That's Elaine's Ralph. Yep. The first time he and I did it, we Supermaned it, right? So we're we're scooting, man. You're you're scooting, and because I'm heavier than the, than all those guys, I'm really scooting, right? I'm hauling butt, <laughs> Elaine. I'm telling the, the Superman story. So I'm flying along, and you're looking down all these people, and then I get halfway down Fremont Street, and I think, how do they stop this thing? <laughs> I look up. Hey, you're fixing to find out, right? Damn. I look up, and they got this steel wall it's a steel wall in front of you and i'm thinking is that how they're planning on <laughs> <At the first>? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here is that how they're going to stop this and no you actually put the brakes on and you stop and then the cool thing is while you're stopped there you're dangling above the people oh and they're all yelling for you oh they're yelling yeah. and they're, yeah and they're down below and you're dangling above them man. every time someone does a zip line the first time their eyes like a little kid when they're done yeah. and like when can i go again yeah i love it right I love it. So, yeah, if they put that on I-35, that's how I'm going to get to work every day. Yeah. Well, there are some sections of I-35 wouldn't be a good idea. People be shooting at you and stuff. <laughs> like around here? Yeah. This, this neck of the woods, God, no, man, I, I don't think it's a good idea. I turned on to Eisenhower in the middle of the night last night, as I always do. Yeah, it's like the Walking Dead sometimes. <laughs> bicycles, man. Yeah. Bunch of guys on bicycles and hoodies at that time of night. So what could that be? Just, just guys out for a little exercise, you think? (laughs) I'm just getting a little exercise at 1 a.m. with my hoodie on riding bikes with 10 of my closest friends up Eisenhower Road. Members of the Eisenhower Huffy Riders. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make them mad. They have HR tattoos. They make make an HR with their fingers. (laughs) They flash in their HR signals. (laughs) Get the Huffy Riders. (laughs) Back in a minute, KTSA. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the... Yeah, 536 at 550 KTSA. FM 1071, Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Phones are on at 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I got to ask you to sound off on this uh, Trump, Nick Fuentes, and uh, and Kanye West thing just real quick. I know, I, I know it happened last week. Uh, I'm not sure too many people talked about it here on the on KTSA. I'm not sure it was brought up a whole bunch, but it it, it hasn't been brought up to me. And I'm just curious what you think about this because yesterday, the new news concerning this is that Mitch McConnell came out and he said anybody meeting with anti Semites or white supremacists is very unlikely to be elected president. And then Kevin McCarthy came out. I don't think anybody should be suspe- uh, spending any time with Nick Fuentes. And there are others now uh, who are Republicans who are standing up and saying, look, here's the deal. Uh, you, you just don't do this. Do you think, uh, well, well, first of all, what do you think about it? What do you think about him meeting with this, uh, with Kanye West and having dinner with this Nick Fuentes? Now, Trump is denying all of it, saying, look, I, I had no idea who this guy was. I didn't know the background of this guy. And I think, really, and I was telling Sean this off the air. I may have mentioned it on the air, too, but I know I was telling him this off the air. 
it seems to me like right now without Ivanka and that whole crew, you know, Steve Bannon, those guys who ran the 2016 deal, that Trump is kind of a, a man on an island. He really doesn't have that uh, support structure. And so he doesn't really have anybody around him that's watching out for this kind of thing to make sure, you know, gatekeepers, <laughs> that the weirdos and wackos don't go have dinner with you. Uh, and also, you know, there's one of the reasons I believe that he's not campaigning right now, because usually when you announce for president, you head out, you go to Iowa, you go to New Hampshire, and one of the reasons he's not doing that is because he doesn't have the staff that's booking him in those places, right? Somebody's got to book the jet and has got to book the, 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 the place for him to stand and campaign and the interviews and all those kind of things. But I'm just curious what you think about this story. Does this change at all anything for you concerning Donald Trump? If you loved him, does this change it? If you hated him, does it change it? What You hate him even more? I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious. This whole dinner meeting that he had with Kanye West, and i got to tell you something about Kanye West. He's a nut job. <laughs> Actually, let me, let me be kinder about that. Let me just be straight up with you. I think Kanye is bipolar, and I think he flies high and low and goes all over the place, and I don't think he's a guy that you embrace if you're in politics. Um, I, I think he needs a whole lot of help. And um, and I would hope that he would get the help that he needs, and he, he doesn't pay much attention to the people that he associates with. So that's what I think about Kanye West. Now, this Nick Fuentes guy, I don't know. I, I have no idea who this guy is. I've never heard of him before. I, don't, I really don't care. And to wrap this whole thing up, and, and feel free to let me know what you think at 210-599-5555 about this dinner date that has caused such a, you know, a hullabaloo, and now... Republicans are, are talking about it. I, I I really don't think America is paying any attention right now. I, I think generally, overall, America is thinking about some of these top headlines that I talk about with you every morning and that you and I comment on together on the phone. I think a lot of America is there, but also a lot of America has already moved into holiday mode, and they're just not paying attention to this kind of thing. And they're certainly not paying attention to 2024 presidential politics. They're just not. They're not. I think most people are going about their lives right now, and they're doing Advent stuff, and they're putting together their Christmas trees, and they're inviting their friends and family over, and their head's all in that and dealing with all that stuff. And, of course, you have the day-to-day -day stuff that you have to deal with. You know, how am I going to pay these bills? And You know, I, I, I got my uh, gas bill yesterday, and uh, and I'm using half the gas this year. Nancy and I are being really judicious on when we use gas around the house uh but we're paying more you know it's gone up almost 45 percent at our house and so i'm using less of it but i'm paying more for it this year and that's those are the kind of things that people are concerned about and thinking about and talking about they're not talking about 2024 and donald trump they're not, probably not even thinking about him right now but you can tell me what you think, 210-599-5555. i tell you something that is on a lot of people's minds because it's happening right here, and I just thought I'd bring this up to you and, you know, <laughs> again, ask the question, who are these people coming across this southern border? I have said for years, yes, of course, you've got the poor people that are coming across here, and that's at largely because countries like Honduras and El Salvador and, uh, and now Venezuela, they have opened up their prisons. And they are providing, by the way, safe transport transport for people to get here. And the the politicians here in this country, 
the left, the left-wing politicians, and, and by the way, quite frankly, Republic, a lot of Republicans, too, are welcoming, welcoming these folks here. For the Democrats, they serve the purpose on, on several fronts. One is a voting public that they are going to appeal to. You come here, we're going to take care of you. As long as you vote for Democrats, we're going to take care of you, so on. Also, it serves another purpose for Democrats, and that is turning America into a third-world nation, which is the grand plan to institute neo-Marxism in the country, where you're going to have two classes, two societies here. You're going to have those you know, on the ends, and you're going to have those, the rest of us down here. And we're all going to live in a third-world country, meaning those of us in middle class, we're going to be shoved down into the bottom tier and we're going, and this is going to happen in less than a decade. At, at this rate, at this rate, it'll be less than a decade. But I, I tell you what else I think is going on here. It's not just people coming in, you know, that are average, average everyday Joe and poor people that are coming here seeking a better future. There are people coming into this country who are intent on doing us harm and attacking us from within. I am fully convinced this is an invasion, a military-style invasion. Let me give you an example of why I think that way, and then you can tell me what you think. In Laredo, DPS troopers arrested a group attempting to criminally trespass into the United States. That's nothing new. That happens to the tune of 6,200 every single day. And in just a few days from now, it's going to go up to 18,000 a day, 550,000 per month, 7 million a year will be coming across our southern border. But here is kind of an interesting thing, and this is not the first time this has happened. When they caught these guys, they found that they were armed with their own night vision technology. You know those things that look like binoculars that you can look through that, you know, you can see at night? Now, if this is some poor dude, and I was just in Honduras last week, dirt poor. If some poor dude from Honduras or Venezuela coming here seeking a better life, how are you getting them night vision glasses? I looked at them. I've talked. I've thought about getting them myself. Some of you guys that are hunters, you know how expensive those things are. Have you down there in Honduras or El Salvador, and you come into this country for a better life, how come once they get close to the U.S., they got these really nice tennis shoes and really nice blue jeans and really nice shirts and really nice backpack backpacks and really nice haircuts and night vision goggles? So how do people seeking a better life, oh, and cell phones, how do people seeking a better life from a dirt poor country like Haiti, how in the world do they get all that stuff, and how do they get night vision tech? Maybe they're not poor people coming from those countries. Maybe there's someone or something else. Could it be an actual invasion and I do mean a militaristic invasion that's happening at our southern border. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Just what is going on at the southern border?
Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Patriot Trees, our hotline. All right, all right. 551-210-599-5555. Trey Ware here on KTSA. Got a question for you. What the heck is the Biden Secret Service doing renting uh, cars from Hertz to drive him around, him and his family? Uh, last week he went to Nantucket with the fam. They were hanging out, Nantucket, ritzy, rich area. And the Secret Service rented these vehicles to drive him around from Hertz. Now, look, we buy them cars. We buy them those black Suburbans. We buy them the beast to ride around, and those are all fortified steel in the doors and rocket launchers, <laughs> the whole nine yards that these things have. And we pay for those, you and me, as taxpayers. Then why in the world, when they get to Nantucket, do they rent five vehicles from Hertz to drive them around? That's question numero uno. Question numero dos. These were gas-powered vehicles. <laughs> what are you doing, Mr. EV? <laughs> I thought you'd rent only electric. Why aren't you in a test? Oh, you don't like Elon. Oh. Well, why aren't you in any other electric vehicles that are out there? Question number three. When they return them to Hertz, they're parked very close to a giant fuel tank that Hertz uses to refill the cars. And the front ends of all of them caught on fire. Only the Biden cars. Only the front ends where the engines are. What's up with that? Well, we don't know because reporters have asked the White House for a comment on this. Hey, what's going on with these vehicles from Hertz that you guys returned where the front ends caught on fire? Only the front end. The rest of the car is fine. What's up with that? And the White House refuses to even address it, acknowledge it even happened. They're not even talking about it. They won't answer the question at all. That's kind of interesting, don't you think? All right, so the same-sex marriage bill, which it is not that, but the same-sex marriage bill passed the Senate 61 to 36 last night. Twelve Senate Republicans voted yes for it. Twelve Senate Republicans, and they're the usual crowd, you know, the Murkowskis and the Caputos and the Romneys, you know, that usual crowd that calls themselves Republicans because they're from those states that elect Republicans, but they're actually Democrats marauding as a Republican. They're Halloween year-round for Mitt Romney. Uh, they voted with the Democrats on the so-called Respect for Marriage Act. It is not a Respect for Marriage Act. First of all, marriage has always been and will always be one man, one woman. However, in the United States of America, they founded a, a few years ago, if guys want to marry guys, girls want to marry girls, then you know what? States can decide whether or not that's a thing to do. Now, this act does a couple of things. It says, states' rights be damned. States don't have a right to decide who can marry who. Anybody can marry anybody. Anybody can marry anybody. Now, please keep this in mind because we talk a lot about what? They have changed, the Democrats have changed the term from pedophilia to minor attracted people. Please keep this in mind. 
It's called Slippery Slope, and it's exactly where we're headed. So that's the first thing to keep in mind about this, the Respect for Marriage Act. It's the, the states' rights. We don't care about states' rights. The Tenth Amendment doesn't exist anymore. We're getting rid of the Tenth Amendment and states' rights, and the states having the ability to decide who can marry who. But the most important part of this is, and this is what it's all about, this act can be summed up in what I'm about to tell you. It's not to protect marriage of anybody being able to marry anybody or anything that they want to marry. What this act does is it says if you disagree with it and you speak out about it, then you can be sued for a hate crime, hate speech. Now, this goes on in European socialist nations every day where people in the pulpit of a church, as an example, will say this is what the Bible says about such and such. And if it upset somebody, if it triggered somebody, then, hey, you can be sued. And the guys over there in the U.K. and in Europe, in those European socialist nations, they fight that kind of stuff every day. They're brought up on charges of hate speech, and they have to fight it and 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 fight it. It costs them you know, thousands of dollars to defend themselves and so on and so forth. That goes on all the time in Europe. And it's come here because years ago they said hate speech, it's a real thing. Really? How do you balance hate speech with the First Amendment? And how do you balance hate speech is very subjective. It's not objective. It's subjective. Because what I hate, you may not hate and vice versa, right? But here in the country, we did this stupid thing years ago. Hate speech is an awful thing, and we're going to bring you up on charges of hate speech, and that's what this bill does. That is the purpose of this bill. It is to say to the pastors in the pulpit, if you say you believe the Bible, which is unambiguous on this topic, and if you preach what the Bible says, which is unambiguous on this topic, there is no room for ambiguity on this topic. And if you do that, then you can be sued for hate speech in this country. And, by the way, it also says that DAs can bring you up on hate crime charges. That's also in this bill. So that's what the bill is about. The bill is about silencing people who would have their own beliefs uh, versus the people who want to push this, this radical agenda across the United States of America. So it goes back to the House, and uh, they'll fight about it some more. They'll get some Republicans to join them on it because, of course, that's what little weak-kneed, limp-wristed uh, Republicans do these days. They join the Democrats on everything, and this will be the law of the land very soon. And shows like this one and Ware and Rima and others will be threatened because we happen to speak our minds, but we're becoming more and more of like the countries that are screaming to us now, don't become like us. More and more, our Congress is making us just like them. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. My KTSA listeners, trust me to recommend... So 7, 550-KTSA, FM 1071, the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com, and the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline, where my friend, the Professor Jack Riccardi, is joining me this morning. Morning, Jack. How are you? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Sorry to have to wake you up this time of day. <laughs> I know you're oh, already... Well, you know, I, I was going to say, it's so early, Trey. I haven't cleared the Diet Coke cans from my bedside <laughs> table yet. And that high-caliber revolver and that painting of George Washington crossing the Delaware. Is he not, like, the best guy when it comes to triggering liberals these days? Yeah, that that showed a lot of preparation. You know, you got to... Whoever put the work... And it wasn't him. I'm sure he had somebody set it up for him. But, God, that was... 
That was brilliantly done. I hear that uh, Ron DeSantis this morning has tweeted out a bedside table with a two-liter diet. <laughs> That's right. They're one-upping each other, and his gun is much bigger. So there you go. Yes. There we are. Yes. Uh, so a- another year of rapping with Jack, and it's next Tuesday. It's a week from tonight over at Blue Bonnet Palace. No, today's Wednesday. I'm sorry. I'm off a day. I've been off a day all week. It's at Blue Bonnet Palace for the first time. Pretty excited about this. You, well, I'll tell you what, this is exciting because, yeah, we have it every year, but for the last two years, we didn't have the actual in-person event. So mm-hmm. this is a very big return to the way things were. It is a new venue for us, Blue Bonnet Palace up in Selma, very easy to get to. And, and the thing I keep telling people is I know it's early in our own personal Christmas seasons. Like, you may not have started shopping. You may not have even been thinking about it. But we're down to the final few days for donations. We've got to have them, you know, basically by the end of the week. Uh, this week, and then we're going to be wrapping them uh, Tuesday night between 6 and 8 at Blue Bonnet Palace. We've got several locations around town, too, as drop-off locations, right? Yeah, I mean, anytime you see a quarter-moon plumbing, heating, and air-conditioning truck or van, that's a drop-off point. Those guys will take it. Copenhagen Furniture on Blanco Road in the Vineyard, Institute for Functional Health, River City Oral Surgery, KTSA uh, building on Eisenhower Road. But also, remember, you can bring them with you on Tuesday night. Um, and you can make donations uh, online, you know, electronically at KTSA.com. What time Tuesday night at Blue Bonnet Palace? We're going to start at 6, and uh, we'll be wrapping from 6 to 8. And, of course, Ken Slavin will be singing his lungs out with his guest musicians. And you know how it is, Trey, to find musicians at this time of year, mm. you being a singer yourself. I mean, you 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 have to really know people, and people have to be really loyal to you. So it's always amazing to me that he can get these guys to come out and and do this, and it's going to be great. And they all need to wear cowboy boots and cowboy hats because they're at the Blue Bonnet Palace. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I, you know, I'm so grateful to have them. They can wear anything they want. <laughs> 2022, Trey, they can wear anything they want. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to talk. Who am I to judge? I, 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 I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on because there's a story about that. Um, just to circle back on it for just a second, Jack, because we got new listeners and new people in town, and they may not be familiar with the event itself. So sure. t- tell everybody what it's about. So Family Service Association is a is a charitable organization that's the oldest of its kind in San Antonio. It's well over 100 years old, and they work with families that have had a difficult time all throughout the year in a variety of different ways. It's not just a, a Christmas gift drive at all. So a lot of things just sort of come together at this time of year, but these are people they know and work with all throughout the year. Our goal since the beginning, since 1999, has been for each member of each family to have a gift with their name on it, that they can unwrap on Christmas Day. I call it the difference between nothing and something, which is the biggest difference of all. And so what we're asking people to do is is go to KTSA.com. You'll see a list of the things these families need, like baby clothes, blankets, sweatshirts, uh, winter clothing, toys. If you will uh, donate those things, either bring them with you next Tuesday night or drop them at our drop-off locations, that's who gets these. That's why this matters. And um, again, people have come through in a big, big way every year, but I never take that for granted. When I first came to KTSA more than four decades ago, one of the first things I had to do, we all did this back in the day, was Mm. I played uh, Santa and went to Mm. several places uh, around town and delivered gifts. And we weren't going to the Dominion or Stone Oak. Stone Oak didn't even Mm -hmm. exist at that time. We were going to deep, uh, you know, inner city and deep west side and places like that 
where you would find, you know, 14, 15 family members in a one-room house that had a dirt floor, that kind of thing, and we would go in and, and be Santa Claus and deliver these gifts. And every year when you do this, that's who I think of. I think of the people that mm-hmm. are not going to have a gift. I mean, they're going to wake up on right. Christmas morning and not have a gift unless our listeners who never fail every year, they turn out and they help out and, and make sure that these folks have, yes. have something that they need. Yeah, something that always stayed with me was uh, a letter from uh, a parent who said that it was a mom who said that she had told her children because they were living with her mother. In other words, they had lost their house. She had to tell her kids, Santa Claus doesn't know where we live. Oh, man. And so I just there's no in in a city like ours with the generosity that people have. I I know that when you show them the way, Mm -hmm. they will come through. Right. You know this when you point out the need, the need will be met. And so if you have a moment, go to KTSA.com, click on the wrapping button, because all your answers are there, what they need, how to give it, where to give it. And then by all means, uh, join us Tuesday night at Blue Bonnet Palace. We're going to have a great time. And a lot of people are traveling this time of year, so if you're going to be out of town next week and you can't make it to Blue Bonnet Palace, please go to KTSA.com. The wrap yeah. link is there. But for everybody else, everybody else who's going to be in town, please join us next Tuesday beginning at 6 p.m. at Blue Bonnet Palace. Easy to get to. Just take 35 up there to Shirts Parkway and uh, hook a left if you're, if you're traveling north on 35, and it's back there by the big Amazon warehouse. That's a pretty convenient place as well. Oh, it's going to be great. You can also come uh, overlook uh, that uh, overlook parkway, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And uh, e- either way, it's easy to get to, yep. and uh, we would love to have you there. Yeah, lookout, uh, lookout is right lookout, there. Yeah, right. lookout. You just take yeah. a lookout, go by Rotama Park, the old Rotama Park, and all that, yeah. and come on up. It'll be on the right hand side there. Jack, thanks, and we'll talk again about it. Thank but, you, uh, Trey. Let's have a big night yeah. on Tuesday night. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Talk to you later. That's Jack Riccardi. Hear him this afternoon beginning at 4 o'clock right here on 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Shirts Funeral Home. Great people at Shirts Funeral Home. That's your family funeral home to take care of all of your funeral needs. Whether those needs are now and they're pressing and they're urgent and you need to do something today. Or whether those needs we're talking about could be many decades. Your own funeral. A church funeral home is your family funeral home, fit, uh, here to fit all those needs, fulfill all those needs, and do it in the right way. Um, they, they never try to sell you anything. That's not what they're here for. They're here to make sure you get guidance, you get counseling at that time, you know, on what's right and what's wrong, and uh, the, the right products, the wrong products, the best products, the worst products. All those kind of things are available to you out there in the funeral business, and church is here to help guide you on that path. They are the funeral company that I have used throughout the years for wear family stuff, and they have just been fantastic all along the way. And so I want you to know about them. I want you to know that they're going to be here when you need them. Maybe you don't need them today. If you don't already have your own funeral plan together, you do need them, and that's a great great thing to sit down and talk with them about. Pre-planning and pre-need is what they call it in the biz. But whatever, I just want you to know that your friends and your family at Church Funeral Home are here for you, your family funeral home. Shirts Funeral Home at 210-658-9224. Sunny and breezy and 62 today. Sunny and 54 tomorrow. It's 46 right now at KTSA. Good morning. We do have an accident. Texas State University, that's up in San Marcos, just did a research paper and released it. COVID-related stress affecting people's sex lives. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. If you're stressed out, if you've been stressed... Why are you looking at me like that? If you've been stressed out for the past couple of years over COVID and you have found that your desire for sex has gone down because that's it has not driven it up. What happened at first, when COVID first came about, they found that the uh, it initially reported higher sexual drive and sex uh, desire for their partner. 
but as COVID went on, it decreased over time as those emotions uh, persisted. So if you've been stressed about COVID and you're not very interested, well, uh, Texas State well, University says they know. Now's the time to tar- start taking this all seriously. Uh-huh. You know, there are there are two locations that if it hits you at either, it's time to start paying attention. <laughs> Bank sorry. account below the belt. Either <laughs> that's way. Right, that's right. And COVID has hit you in both places. Yeah, you need to start being aware. Well, you know what it was? Well, I am. Thank you. And uh, But you know what it was? You know what this is? It's being together too much. That could be. I'm it could serious. Have, it could have nothing to do with the actual symptoms. No. It's just the fact that, you know, maybe you, you shouldn't be cohabiting. It's not it. COVID stress. It's not that. It's the fact that we locked everybody up in their homes together 24-7, 365. Right. Now, for me, it worked great. And I, I, I was deeper in love with Nancy than I was ever before going through the whole COVID thing together. She sat with me every morning while I did the radio show right over there in the corner. Right. And we talked every morning, and that was just the coolest thing in the world. But what they're finding is, and I, I have, I, I gotta believe it's because people spent too much time together. You have to have a little time away <laughs> to come back together. You know what I mean? No, you actually, know what I mean. no, not really, because you, uh, you know, my wife is a healthcare professional. So since this, well, that's right. You I don't know. A lot you, less. you never saw her. <laughs> yeah. For two years, you didn't see her. Right. So y'all had a healthy relationship. But yeah, I, I think that it, you know, when you lock these people up together in their same house together, twenty four seven, three sixty five, and there's no separation whatsoever. Yeah, eventually you're just gonna go, hey man, yeah. you know. <sighs> turn on each other like rats well that can happen yes as a matter of fact you've got to get away from each other for a while now jimmy's sitting over there as the as the batch on the show yeah but he's got nothing to worry he cannot relate on any of this as long as he got his soccer balls that's all he that's all he cares i'm just taking notes (laughs) (laughs) for what a book yeah (laughs) not for a relationship (laughs) why i'm staying out of them (laughs) (laughs) that's a good idea Uh, and by the way speaking of covid china is doubling down on their zero covid orders and they are now ordering the uh protesters to be arrested i told you this yesterday that they were going to crack down on this and they're doing it even harsher so here's the deal the people in china are trying to stand up and our leadership in this country is totally totally ignoring them that's not a surprise because he's china joe right but when you're totally ignoring what's going on with you know the people of a country who are trying to bring about a revolution and it's happening in two places it's happening in iran as well when when you're trying to do that and you're standing up and you're quoting patrick henry in kami china and they're cheering at iran they're cheering that our soccer team beat the iranian soccer team yesterday they're chanting usa in iran right now wake up america do not do not continue this trek toward giving up our freedoms which we're doing every single day in this country lawmakers the president bureaucrats they're taking they're stealing your freedoms away from you every day and you may not think that it's possible to go from where we started to where commie china is today but folks The people who were alive when this country began with the whole fight for freedom and then the freedoms that we enjoyed, they would have never thought that we'd be here today. Now, some of them did, and that's why they wrote the Constitution the way they did, the Bill of Rights the way they did, and so on. 
But the vast majority of the population could have never could have never dreamed. People 50 years ago could have never dreamed that we'd be living the type of oppression that we're living under right now. And the laws and the regulations that have been passed on us, it's oppression. It's what it is. And it's a slippery slope. You just continue to march that way. And what we see happening in China and what we see happening in Iran and in other places around the world, it is absolutely God using those nations to scream out to the United States, you're headed in the wrong direction. You're going the wrong way, baby. Stop right now, turn around, and go back to freedom and liberty. Those people have little blank pieces of paper that they're using in their revolution. Meanwhile, in China, their nuclear arsenal is going to more than triple by 2035, says the Pentagon. So why would you be building up a nuclear arsenal like that by 2035? I mean, really, when you consider that you can flood the whole world with disease and drugs like China does, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Why in the world would you want to triple, triple your nuclear arsenal in just a few short years? By the way, John Hayward's going to talk about this coming up at uh, 635. He's got an excellent piece at Breitbart.com. China's electric vehicle industry is destroying the environment in Indonesia. At 635, those of you who are all about, or if you have friends who are all about electric vehicles saving the planet, as I have been telling you, these electric vehicles don't do that. Now, if you want an electric vehicle, then buy an electric vehicle. It should not be forced upon us. Again, here we go again, in a repressive, oppressive government forcing you to buy an electric vehicle. That's not what the government is supposed to do. That's what I'm talking about when I say your liberties and your freedoms are being taken. Electric vehicles, by the way, that is what they do. The idea behind electric vehicle is to limit your travel. They can control. They will control. When you're in an electric vehicle, they will control where you go, how fast you go to get there, when you can go there. That is all controllable if you're driving an electric vehicle. They can absolutely turn it completely off and you can't go anywhere. Or they can limit you to where they can tell you, with a computer, they can tell that car, don't go here, don't go there, or only go here or there, and only at these times. You think I'm making this up? Research it yourself. It's easy. Google's right there. Check it out for yourself. But the bottom line is, if you want one of those and you want somebody else to control your your movement, limit your movement and be in ultimate control of your freedom and your movement, go ahead. That's fine. That's your choice. You can do that. But a government's place is not to force that upon us. But the other thing is, if you're buying off on this whole idea that electric vehicles are saving the planet and reducing our carbon footprint on the world, you're nuts. You have been brainwashed into the left-wing Democrat way of thinking in green energy. Because it doesn't do that. In fact, they are destroying beautiful, beautiful land masses in order to get the nickel to make the lithium for the batteries, which they're going to have to throw in landfills all across the country and absolutely around the world. That's what these electric vehicles are leading us to. Now, if you want one, again, it ought to be your choice. Have at it if you want one. But don't buy one thinking you're saving the planet because you're not. And number two, don't believe that you're going to have freedom of movement because you won't. 
You absolutely will not. They will control your freedom of movement when you're driving one. It's not like get in it, turn the key, punch the button, and off you go. Oh, you say, yes, it is now. Oh, sure it is now. But when they decide they don't want you to go somewhere, or they do want you to go somewhere but only at a certain speed at a certain time, they decide that, not you. All right, 628-550-KTSA-FM-1071, the Treyware page, ktsa.com. Lifestyles Unlimited, what a great organization Lifestyles Unlimited is. I truly enjoy uh, the folks at Lifestyles Unlimited. I had a great time getting to know them, as a matter of fact. Uh, they're here for your betterment and the betterment of your family. How's that? Well, if you'd like to retire in five years or less and even leave behind a financial legacy to your children and grandchildren, Lifestyles Unlimited, the real estate education and mentoring group, is going to show you how to invest in real estate the right way and start making money investing in real estate the right way at Lifestyles Unlimited. Just go to their website. That's financialfreedomlivestream.com. And there's no obligation. They're not going to charge you anything to check this out. Use my name, Ware, W-A-R-E, and see everything they have for you at Lifestyles Unlimited, where you're going to learn step-by-step how to successfully invest in both single-family and multifamily properties. I've done the seminar. Nancy and I did it sitting on the couch one day. It was great to watch, and David Fisher's a great teacher, great mentor. He answers all of your questions. He's got a live chat box, so you just type in your question, and boom, he answers it live for you there. Or you can go to one of the live seminars and sit there in the room with them and ask all the questions you want to ask of all the people that are there from Lifestyles Unlimited. Great folks. Been at it for more than 30 years. Here's how you get there. Financialfreedomlivestream.com. Financialfreedomlivestream.com. And the promo code is WARE, W-A-R-E. Well, I'm a orthopedic surgeon, board certified. 636 now at 550 KTSA and FM 1071, the Treyware page at KTSA.com. I was talking to you before the break about electronic vehicles. And I said, and I, this has been my position from the beginning, if you want one, go ahead. I'm, not, I'm going to kick and scream, and I'll take one when there's no other option. Number one, I don't want anybody telling me when and where I can go, and how, and how fast, and how slow, and all of those things, which is exactly what they can do and they will do when all of us are in electric vehicles. Also, I do not believe, and I think the evidence is very strong, that not only does it not reduce our carbon footprint on the planet, if you're buying off on that, you have bought off on the brainwashing of the left greenies, But it's also even worse than that. It's destroying entire communities as countries are being strip mined for nickel. And we're going to talk about that in a couple of seconds. So a a government has absolutely no business whatsoever enforcing people to accept a type of transportation, a mode of transportation, particularly this government, has no business. There's no provision in the law whatsoever that says we're going to force you to drive this kind of vehicle. None whatsoever. It's not the Constitution. It's not in state law. It doesn't exist. But yet, that's exactly what states are doing and the federal government is doing. Now, why is the federal government so excited about this? Again, it has nothing to do with the environment. Oh, that's the cover story. But Joe, China Joe, crackhead son, Hunter, compromised by China. China's making all the money. They're getting filthy rich off these cars right now and all the uh, batteries and everything else. Well, my friend who joins us every Wednesday, John Hayward from Breitbart.com, has written a story at Breitbart.com. You can read about it. Report, China's electric vehicle industry destroying the environment in Indonesia 
And John is just, it's flabbergasting. I, I recommend this to everybody to read it today. But it's flabbergasting when you start to dig into this. People aren't doing this. People aren't doing the research that I've done into this to see what's going on. But obviously, you have. And what you found is very stunning. It is amazing, and it's amazing that every step of the way, this electric car revolution, which has absolutely been forced on us, there is zero, near zero, popular demand for electric cars. If if you charge the actual price of an electric car, what they really cost, without billions of subsidies extracted from taxpayers, absolutely no one would buy them. It would be like 10 rich people in Hollywood, and they would be driving around in electric cars. But instead, we're all being forced to use them by having our pockets picked to finance these gigantic subsidies to the electric vehicle industry. All of that is making China rich beyond belief. So in in a very real, very simple sense, the electric vehicle revolution is about robbing the American taxpayer and giving the money to China, which produces all of the components that are needed for these batteries. And the Chinese have zero scruples about the environment. So this is a dirty little deal, just a dirty, dirty little deal where these environmentalists in the Western world are happy to hand off construction to the Chinese who turn places like Indonesia into moonscapes. They've got these giant plants mining nickel on islands in Indonesia that are poisoning the water, overheating the ocean, killing the fish, filling the atmosphere with pollutants. The people can't breathe over there anymore. And all the environmentalists and climate change guys turn a blind eye to all of that because it's for electric vehicles. It's amazing. Absolutely right. The Democrats, they, go, they could care less uh, that they are destroying nations. Entire countries right now are being destroyed that used to have beautiful fishing, farmland, uh, beautiful air, clean air, all those things that they say that they're screaming for. These beautiful places are now being turned into hell holes with smog and smoke in the air, no land left. You, you said it right when you said moonscape with the strip mining that's going on. And then what are they going to do with all them lithium batteries when they all peter out? Huh? Where do they go? Well, and where does all the power come to fuel the lithium batteries since the same climate change movement won't let us use nuclear power? There's just no way to do it. You're right at the outset. The end game here is not to have everybody driving electric cars. That's very, very foolish if you think that's where this is all is going. That's a childish fairy tale that we're all going to have cars just like we do now, but they'll all be electric and clean and nice and you won't have to get gas. That is not at all what the people doing to you, this to you have in mind. What they foresee is a world where very few people have personal transportation transportation. You won't be able to afford an electric car. You won't be able to afford the maintenance. The maintenance on these things is insane. When the batteries die, it costs six, seven, eight, ten thousand dollars to replace the battery. You can't afford that. So the little guy is not going to have a car is where this is all headed. And then they'll be able to control you better and herd you into public transportation. And along the way, China gets rich beyond belief. And they're also developing gigantic amounts of influence over third world nations in this mad dash to get materials for electric car batteries. There are supposed to be no more gas-powered cars manufactured in Europe after 2035. Well, to hit a, a ridiculous goal like that, you got to dig nickel, lithium, cobalt like there's no tomorrow. you got to do it right now. you got to develop gigantic stockpiles of this stuff, and you don't care about the environment while you're doing that. You'll do whatever it takes to the earth to get those minerals. Well, the Democrats have to enrich China because they got their hunter and big guy bill that they have to write a check for. Um, also, it, it, it serves another purpose for the Democrats, too, um, and that is... It, in this whole move by importing all the people that they're importing here, uh, 6,200 per day now. That's about to go up to 18,000 a day, 550,000 every month will come across the southern border, turning America into a third world nation. We are prosperous, became the most prosperous nation on planet Earth 
I believe, through three primary reasons. There's a bunch of others, but three primary. Number one, our belief in God. Number two, our freedom and liberty. And number three, our vast oil and gas resources made us very, very prosperous over the years. And so, you know, Joe has capped them. He's capped all, all three of those, as a matter of fact. But uh, with oil and gas capping those and, and, uh, and outsourcing the jobs and the money over to China so you know, his son can get his paycheck, uh, all those things are going on. And not only are they enriching, as you so rightly said in your piece today and also just now, enriching China, but making us a poorer nation every single day. Well, yes, and it's also building up an irresistible amount of dependency for the growth of the state. One of the weird things about this current migration wave is this gigantic immigration tidal wave that we're facing here, illegal immigrants. One of the things about this is that a lot of those people are not actually getting jobs. The uh, the job market would suggest that a lot of them are just going on welfare, and you're getting stories out of New York now. They're paying fabulous sums to put illegals up in in five-star hotels because they don't have anywhere else to put them. I mean, it's insane how much money is being spent, taxpayer money is being looted and spent on this operation to replace the American people. And the upshot of it is going to be, in a couple of years, maybe you're going to vote, uh, you're going to get rid of Joe Biden in two years, you're going to vote in a more conservative president, somebody that's fiscally responsible, and then that president is going to be told, you can't do anything to cut the budget, because we have to take care of these 50 million people that swarmed across the border during the Biden administration. It'd be inhuman to cut back on government services. We need more government spending, more welfare, more, more, more. That is going to be an irresistible demand made on you using these people as as ammunition as human ammunition for the growth of the state it, it's toxic it's it's disgusting and what are you going to do to stop it you know it's they've already shown that you can vote for a president who will try to control the borders and it doesn't matter they're, they're still coming well in fact when you look around the country you see the uh, plight of homelessness or, or the blight if you will of homelessness that has exploded in major cities including san antonio including where you are including all over the country you see homeless people everywhere and now instead of it being the drug addicts and the people who are down on their luck and the former Vietnam War veterans, all those people that throughout history it's always been, right now it's the it's the people who are coming to this country illegally. And uh, and, and so they're there and they're committing crimes. It's, it's absolutely uh, criminal what Joe Biden has been doing here and Alejandro Mayorkas have been doing. One final thing on the, on the China and Iran thing I wanted to mention with you, because I've been talking about this for the past several days. Um, you know, in Iran, when America won yesterday in, in the World Cup, the Iranians were in the streets of Iran cheering, USA, USA, USA. Now, this is going to cost them their lives. Uh, Iran has already said that it's going to cost them their families and all that kind of stuff, uh, that they're violently cracking down on the people for the past couple of months who have been protesting over there. Now we see it, the same thing happening in China. Now, this administration is completely checked out on any of this. This administration refuses to stand for freedom. Oh, they'll say they're standing for freedom when they can launder some money apparently through Ukraine, when that's the whole, you know, thing about freedom. But when it comes to people who are trying to stand up for their freedoms in China and Iran, well, guess what? We're not going to we're not going to back you. We're not even going to mention it. Uh, John Kirby says, "Well, they have the right to protest peacefully." But I think those two countries are a shout from God and from everything else that we know shouting at the United States, you're headed in the wrong direction because we're headed into our own authoritarian dictatorship here in the United States with the laws that our Congress is passing and the rules that are being set down by by, uh, by President Biden and others. That We are living in an oppressive regime right now, and it's going to only get worse. And we're not that far from becoming one of those countries where the people are so oppressed and living under that. And I think what's happening in China and what's happening to Iran 
is a screaming signal to us, stop heading in this direction. Well, absolutely, and it's very difficult for the Western left to get behind these Chinese protests because these people are protesting against lockdowns, and the American left was in love with lockdowns. That was their policy. They were beside themselves with glee at the idea of turning their populations into prisoners with the pandemic as an excuse. They love everything they were able to do. Mail-in voting, this absurdity that's let them just throw election after election, that came from the pandemic. That came from lockdowns. So how do you criticize the, the Chinese government for lockdowns or the masters of lockdowns, the acknowledged grand masters of lockdown science? So how how do you get behind Chinese protesters if you're a lefty? You just you shut up and you just let this play out and you're just assuming the Chinese government will wipe it out pretty soon. They haven't done it yet. They've cracked down really hard on the protesters, but they are still going. They had a big brawl last night in one of the big Chinese cities with these uh, police officers in moon suits trying to control all the all the crowd. So they have not thrown in the towel just yet. They're, they're still going. And it is kind of amazing to watch. These people are courageous. They know what's going to be done to them. And look at how the crackdown is working. One of the big stories that you should focus focus on and look up during all of this is how the Chinese police are tracking down the protesters. It's terrifying. There's this Orwellian surveillance state they've created, this high-tech dungeon they've turned all of China into, allows them to effortlessly identify people that are in crowds, even if you're wearing a mask, even if it's a crowd of 10,000 people, they can still find you. They'll show up at your house the next day because they've got all the surveillance equipment that will identify you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. John, thank you. Everybody read the, read the article today at Breitbart.com from John Hayward, the author of Dr. Zero Year One. We'll talk next week, man. Sounds great. Take care until then. Thank you, sir. What's about WellMed? WellMed, it's uh, Medicare annual enrollment time. You probably know about that. If you don't know about that, I want you to know about WellMed and what they can do for you and for your family. You know, the whole open enrollment thing, it doesn't have to be scary. I know it can be sometimes, and it doesn't have to be confusing, and I know it can be sometimes. But when you have WellMed on your side, and they're a San Antonio company that's been around since 1990, when you have them on your side, they make it all crystal clear. They help you understand what's going on, particularly when you start talking about the plans that are available there and your Part D and what all that means and the donut hole, all that kind of stuff that you've heard bandied about. They make that so understandable and easy. And by the way, when you meet with WellMed to talk with them about your Medicare annual enrollment you're more than welcome to meet with family members you know people who are there to to talk with them and ask questions on your behalf as well and i'm going to give you a phone number here in a second so get something to write with uh their their re- uh, web address is mywellmedhealth.com they have the highest satisfaction rates every year year in and year out and i've personally seen it i go around and i speak at their various community centers and it's wonderful to see the impact that wellmed has on the lives of seniors right here in our community so don't let this Medicare annual enrollment time pass without getting in touch with our friends at WellMed, and here's how you do it. 800-207-3534. That's WellMed, 800-207-3534. One more time, WellMed, 800-207-3534. Nobody does solar like Roof Fix Solar. Fine. Hey now, it's 6.55 at 5.50 KTSA and FM 1071. Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Ware and Rima up shortly after 7 o'clock this morning. So last week while I was out, um, Bob Iger went back into his place of prominence position at Disney as the CEO. He had been there for many years, and he retired a few years ago. Thought he was going to take a run at the presidency, and Disney prevailed on him to not do that and to stay with them for another couple of years, which he did. Um, and then he left, and this guy by the name of Bob Chapek uh, took over, and he was a unmitigated disaster and got into the culture wars and decided he was going to marshal all the forces 
it gave in to the left. Uh, the, the radicals, the nut jobs, boys or girls, we are going to wear the same clothes. And Bob Chapek said, uh, yeah, I'm going to get in the middle of that. I'm going to fight Ron DeSantis. <laughs> the the number one employer in all of Florida and billions of dollars at their disposal. And DeSantis kicked their butts, okay? He kicked their butts. Why? Because families don't want all that crap. Families know. In America, families know that they have a boy and a girl, okay? And so when Disney is pushing that crap on families through their music, through their movies, through their television programming at Disney Plus and all that. Well, I mean, they got this gay teenage movie right now. It's a total bomb. Nobody's going to see it. It's a total bomb. Nobody's going to see it. And so they, they canned his butt last week and brought Iger, Iger back. And now Iger is saying, look, here's the deal. I want to calm and quiet down the culture wars around here. Do I like the company being embroiled in controversy? Of course not. It can be distracting. Can have a negative impact on the company, and to the extent that I can work to quiet things down, I'm going to do that. And then he said, um, it's important to have respect for the people you are serving that you're trying to reach and not have disdain from. Well, that's good, because that's not something Bob Chapek believed in. So that's, that's good and positive, but here's where it gets a little bit weird from Iger yesterday. We're not going to make everybody happy all the time. We're not going to try to. We're certainly not going to lessen our core values in order to make everyone happy all the time. Well, what does that mean? If your core values are promoting this left transgenderism stuff like Chapek was doing, it kind of sounded, here's what it kind of sounded like, his statement kind of sounded like to me. And I hope it's not. I hope he's going to be a true agent of change back to what Disney used to be, which was a family company. But it kind of sounded like he was saying, we keep, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. We're just going to be nicer about it. <laughs> we're just not going to be as in your face about it. We're going to keep doing this stuff, but we're just going to be nicer about it. And, and I agree, if that's what your plan is, it's going to fail because, look, families are not going to pay attention to what you say. People are, families are going to pay attention to what you do. Okay? What matters is what you do. A husband, and I always use this analogy, a husband who tells you he loves you and I love you, sweetie, all that, and then he comes home and beats you is not loving you. So if you're going to actually say we're going to be a family company and produce family entertainment, which is what your clientele expect from you, good, absolutely fantastic. But if you're trying to dance around that and you say, we're going to do the same thing, we're just going to be nicer about it, it's not going to work, dude. It is not going to work. Back in a minute, Warren Ryman X, KTSA. Hi, it's Trey Ware for the fan. Fine. Hey now, it's 6.55 at 5.50 KTSA and FM 1071. Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Ware and Rima up shortly after 7 o'clock this morning. So last week while I was out, um, Bob Iger went back into his place of prominence position at Disney as the CEO. He had been there for many years, and he retired a few years ago. Thought he was going to take a run at the presidency, and Disney prevailed on him to not do that and to stay with them for another couple of years, which he did. Um, and then he left, and this guy by the name of Bob Chapek uh, took over, and he was a uh, unmitigated disaster and got into the culture wars and decided he was going to marshal all the forces and gave in to the left. Uh, the, the radicals, the nut jobs, boys or girls, we are going to wear the same clothes. And Bob Chapek said, uh, yeah, I'm going to get in the middle of that. I'm going to fight Ron DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> The, the number one employer in all of Florida and billions of dollars at their disposal, and DeSantis kicked their butts, okay? He kicked their butts. Why? Because families don't want all that crap. Families know. In America, 
families know that they have a boy and a girl. Okay? And so when Disney is pushing that crap on families through their music, through their movies, through their television programming at Disney Plus and all that, well, I mean, they got this gay teenage movie right now. It's a total bomb. Nobody's going to see it. It's a total bomb. Nobody's going to see it. And so they, they canned his butt last week and brought Iger, Iger back. And now Iger is saying, look, here's the deal. I want to calm and quiet down the culture wars around here. Do I like the company being embroiled in controversy? Of course not. It can be distracting. It can have a negative impact on the company. And to the extent that I can work to quiet things down, I'm going to do that. And then he said, um, it's important to have respect for the people you are serving that you're trying to reach and not have disdain from. Well, that's good because... That's not something Bob Chapek believed in. So that's, that's good and positive. But here's where it gets a little bit weird from Iger yesterday. We're not going to make everybody happy all the time. We're not going to try to. We're certainly not going to lessen our core values in order to make everyone happy all the time. Well, wh- what does that mean? If your core values are promoting this left transgenderism stuff like Chapek was doing, it kind of sounded, here's what it kind of sounded like, his statement kind of sounded like to me. And I hope it's not. I hope he's going to be a true agent of change back to what Disney used to be, which was a family company. But it kind of sounded like he was saying, we keep, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. We're just going to be nicer about it. <laughs> we're just not going to be as in your face about it. We're going to keep doing this stuff, but we're just going to be nicer about it. And, and I agree, if that's what your plan is, it's going to fail because, look, families are not going to pay attention to what you say. People are, families are going to pay attention to what you do, Okay. What matters is what you do. A husband, and I always use this analogy, a husband who tells you he loves you and I love you, sweetie, and then he comes home and beats you is not loving you. So if you're going to actually say we're going to be a family company and produce family entertainment, which is what your clientele expect from you, good, absolutely fantastic. But if you're trying to dance around that and you say, we're going to do the same thing, we're just going to be nicer about it, it's not going to work, dude. It is not going to work. Back in a minute, Ware and Ryman X, KTSA. Hi, it's Trey Ware for the family.